Welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm Danny Smith, and on the agenda today are tips for engaging employees to embrace the Safe Start concepts. In one of my current conference sessions entitled, If the Fish Aren't Biting, It's Time to Change Bait, we talk about specifically the ways to engage younger generations and the different generations in the workplace. And my point there, for those of us who are, well, shall we say, in one of the older generations, uh, that if we're trying to relate to younger folks, uh, then it's important for us, if we want to catch fish, to think like a fish. And I don't mean that despairingly to anyone. I'm just saying that we have to learn to think like they do. Or in a broader sense for today's conversations, think about what motivates and what engages them. And although there are certainly some generational differences between the different groups, you can start by simply thinking about what motivates and engages you. After all, we are all still people, right? And we all do need some motivating. For some reason, we all tend to think that we're safe enough and that nothing bad's ever going to happen to us. In fact, we're quite sure that we won't be the one to get hurt. It will definitely be the other person. But yet, as we've discovered after training literally millions of people all around the globe, is that at least 95% of all accidents come back to things that we have done ourselves. Things that we've done versus the other person or the equipment doing something unexpectedly. So why would people knowingly ignore what they intuitively know? It's likely due in part to the old name-blame-shame culture that we grew up in, both personally and professionally. We've been conditioned to blame others because in our past, we've learned all too well, if we admit it's our fault, there's some form of discipline that's likely going to follow. And if you have kids or grandkids, you know that to be true. Who made this mess in here? The answer is almost universal. Not me, right? Now, if you only got one child, eh, you can be pretty certain they're not telling the truth. But then again, if you only got one child, why'd you ask the question in the first place? Sorry, I digress. But why would our darling little angels lie? Well, it's because of the fear of the discipline that is to follow. It's no difference with adults, not saying anyone's lying, but we all don't want to admit when we're wrong. Think of the times that, uh, say, you're driving down the highway and you see blue lights in your rearview mirror. Uh, did your mind automatically race for an excuse? Was your first thought, well, I need to find a bathroom. Uh, I need to, I was trying to get to a, up to a friend who was leading the way and they're the only one who knows where we're going. Regardless, it's not our fault. It's my friend's fault or, well, my bladder's fault. Uh, regardless, but your first thought when the lights came on was not sweet, a learning opportunity. No, our first thought is to avoid discipline, and we do that by deflecting the blame to others. So thinking about that in terms of how we motivate people, here's where we can get a bit of human nature working for us. Back to the idea that most of us don't think that we'll be the cause of an accident. Most people will easily accept that the other person needs to be watched out for, which is, ironically, the first of the critical error reduction techniques that we teach in Safe Start. Look for the state-to-error pattern in others. So we suggest to folks that they should be on the lookout for other people who don't have their eyes and mind on task. 
likely caused by one of the four states or a combination of the states. By doing that, suggesting that they look out for other people, then we can get them to help themselves and keep themselves safe by watching out for the other person. Also, it's easier to see mistakes in others than in yourself. If you don't believe that, just ask any married couple, what could your spouse do to improve their behaviors? Well, you better pull up a chair because you may be there for a while. Another technique to motivate folks is to shift the focus from on the job to off the job, which really makes perfect sense when you consider the National Safety Council data that we're four times more likely to be hurt off the job than compared to on-the-job injuries. And I won't even begin to tell you how you and I are over 17 times more likely to die accidentally off the job than on. Well, I guess I just did, didn't I? Anyway, if you can engage folks to thinking about off-the-job incidents, especially near misses where the question is, how could it have been worse? Well, we're halfway home. And speaking of home, I would then turn my attention to their family, especially the, the youngest family members. You see, while they're, we're quite sure that we're safe enough ourselves, when you ask folks, are your kids or your grandkids or your nieces or nephews, are they safe enough? I hardly ever meet anybody that says, oh, yeah, they're safe enough. No, the universal answer is heck no. So with that said, one of the truly wonderful things about adults is they will do things for their kids and their grandkids, the little ones, if you will, that they would never think of doing for themselves. I mean, while it's not safety related, I... I bought my grandson better seats for him to see his hero, Blippi, than I've ever bought for myself for any concert. I mean, even better seats than I bought for the Eagles or for the Stones. And by the way, if you don't know who Blippi is, just search for him on YouTube. I think he's turned his uh, kid-friendly song and dance routine and goofiness into what's estimated to be like a $40 million empire or something like that. But anyway, I digress. My point is this. We'll do things for our kids and our grandkids that we would never do for ourselves, including taking extra precautions to make sure that they're safe. And if we're going to teach them to be safe, well, we first got to learn that ourselves. A sidebar to that, the best way to learn is to teach. So if you're teaching your kids or your grandkids, you need to know it first. Are you sensing where we can get some engagement and motivation to learn here? So irrespective of who you're trying to teach, be it a spouse, a teenager who's learning to drive, or your kids or grandkids who are younger, you have to know it well enough to teach it. you got to know those concepts. As for teaching Safe Start, you got to know the Safe Start concepts before you can teach them yourselves. We like to say the coach has to know the playbook, better than any of the players. And it always amazes me to hear of companies' family days where you may have the employee who is seemingly disinterested or maybe even a bit resistant, but yet their family can come in and surprise, surprise, they can speak the Safe Start language fluently and talk about the things where Safe Start and the times where Safe Start has helped them tremendously uh, at an individual level. So obviously, even though there may seem to be that resistance there, 
the message is getting through. And it's because of making this real and making it where they can reach out and touch and help their families. Finally, another way that we can motivate folks is to steer them in the direction of using the Safe Start concepts for performance improvements. Look, nobody wants to get hurt or make a mistake on purpose. And, and nobody is up for the embarrassment of any mistake. So if we can demonstrate how Safe Start can help in all areas of performance, including things like efficiency and quality, uh, then that can just help to, to motivate folks even more to do a good job. And including in that would be those times when those mistakes can cost us time and money, if you will. And as our good friend Jack Jackson says, those are two things that we just can't seem to get enough of. So that's our time for today. I hope you found this podcast helpful, and I would encourage you to share it with others. Uh, and by the way, if there is something that you would like for us to cover, a spe specific subject or perhaps uh, someone that you think we should interview for the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. You can email me at danny at safestart.com, or you can email our co-host, Tim Page Bodorf at tim at safestart.com. So either... Tim or myself, either one, just let us know you've got a subject or someone you'd like to talk to on the podcast, and we will be sure to check that out and see what we can do. So on behalf of the entire team here with Safe Talk, with Safe Start, thanks for listening. I'm Danny Smith, and until next time, stay safe and well.